Happy Sabbath Day and Happy Mother's Day. And welcome visitors. Uh, if you've come here for the first time to church today, I hope you receive a blessing. Our, our message today is going to be a little bit different than what you probably would expect from me. But uh, I'm opening up the uh, congregation to our Ministry Movers class to share some of their thoughts and concerns about how they got where they are today, from the help of the church as the body of believers into the, uh, the, the New Beginnings class, which started a while back, and also up to where they are today. There's a lot of stuff going on in that class. I encourage you to come and attend just to check it out or to be a permanent, uh, uh, permanent part of the group. Um, I know that uh, the group is open to everyone in the congregation, and um, we always open up that for everyone in the congregation. So it is an extension of the congregation. It's not separate. And I hope today uh, I can shed a little bit of light on that with the help of our, our class members. Um, how many have seen this book, Reinvent Your Sabbath School? How many have read this book, Reinvent Your Sabbath School? If you've read the book, you probably understand why the class is the way it is. If you haven't read the book, I encourage you to take a hold of it at the ABC, or order it online, or even borrow it uh, from the ministry movers if you come down to attend a class and then bring it back to them. Because we passed this book around in our class, and uh, it was a blessing for everybody. And so I want to read a portion of this book to you a little bit today before we get into uh, the testimonies. It says, in the fall of 1994... Pastor Greg Nelson of the College View Seventh-day Adventist Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, asked Chris if he might be interested in starting a Sabbath school class. Some people are wanting a new class, Greg explained, and your name was mentioned as a leader. Anyway, a room just opened up. What do you think? What do we think? We thought a lot about this possibility. We thought that we weren't interested in another business-as-usual Sabbath school. We thought that we were tired of talking about Christian ministry. We wanted to do it. We thought that Sabbath school should be greatly anticipated and more fun than a dripping faucet. We thought that maybe we were crazy enough to give it a try. First, of course, we had to think of a name. Already a thriving 20-something class existed, as well as a 30- or 40-something class, along with other classes. So we decided to call our class something else. At least we would get those who might say offhandedly, let's try something else today. In the beginning, something else was largely without form and void of purpose except for two distinctive margins. Inside these margins, everything would fall. A, the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. And that comes from 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. Too often, Sabbath school is all talk and no power. That would change here. B, Christianity is always intensely practical. Messages to Young People, page 200. Too often Sabbath schools are intensely impractical, a weekly convergence of the weekly theoretical. That would change too. So in January of 1995, we set up 35 chairs in a small room and began to grow in godly ways. In our first few weeks, we averaged about 15 attendees. Then attendance doubled, interest swelled, and miracles began to happen. We did have our share of troubles, of course, and that all comes with change. So there we have uh, where 
something else or the ministry movers' historical perspective comes from, from this book. And uh, it was also um, pronounced in a 2000 general conference meeting that the change in Sabbath school curriculum might be beneficial to some members of the church. And so um, they looked into that, they took a look at it, shared some of their testimonies, and they really seen what an impact it made. And I hope today as our ministry movers share their testimonies through a series of questions that they would be able to help shed a little bit of light on, on what this ministry movers class is about. The New Beginnings class was established in about 2012 in our church here at Fox Valley in the pastor's office, and it was headed by Paul Connor. We all know Paul Connor. It was a class for people who were just coming into the church who wanted to kind of wanted to find out more about what we were about. So we adopted the New Beginnings class, which was a series of booklets of, for a whole year that consisted of learning from stage one to go to stage four in a Christian life within a year's time period. And it was adopted for the conference to be opened up to every church in the world. And so they've made quarterlies for these processing of, of these new beginnings. So with these quarterlies, they went into uh, four basic categories. Uh, the Journey Begins was book one. Book two consists of the power of love. Book three, the power of the word. And book four, the power of mission. These lessons were established with a teacher's guide and became very successful. During the end of the Power of Mission quarterlies that our class went through, uh, we gathered together to discuss the future of the class and decided to become a ministry-driven Sabbath school with a youth support of 100%. At that time, the youth was kind of developing also, and they had meetings. They're still in the process of developing and having meetings. So um, it was brought to their attention first before we brought it to the Sabbath school class. And uh, everyone was on board with it. And so we brought it to our Sabbath school council. The Sabbath school council said, hey, this sounds like it's something that's going to be beneficial for these individuals and for the church as a whole. And so it was adopted into our church. So it's not something that was off track. It wasn't something that snuck in. It was smoothly brought into the church regularly, consistently, and developed into what it is today. And it's a real blessing to be a part of the class. Um, I, unfortunately, cannot uh, attend as many meetings and stuff that they have, social events and so forth, because of my work schedule. So I'm unable to attend a lot of these. So when they share their testimonies today, uh, I hope that uh, I can also understand and be blessed with them uh, as they share these testimonies that I am missing out on. And uh, I encourage you once again to try to attend these class times. It starts at 9.30 on Sabbath mornings and goes to about 10.45 at the latest. And then uh, we will get into some of these testimonies today. And I suggested, for, or not suggested, but I picked First John 3.17 and 18 as our scripture reading is because if you went downstairs by the library down there, that's on that room there, the 1 John 3, 17 and 18, is what the class decided to use as their scripture reference for the motivation and direction of the class. Um, as the New Beginnings was winding down, um, the, we were transferred to the new classroom down there. So my first question to our ministry movers group is, uh, what was it like for you as you regularly attended this new Sabbath school class, the New Beginnings, at the Fox Valley. 
And again, uh, we'll go through a series of questions. And I do have a couple of deacons out there with moving, or moving mics, and they can uh, share and go to your location to share what uh, uh, you felt on that question. So the first question, again, uh, for our, our ministry movers is, what was it like for you as a regularly attended the New Beginnings class at Fox Valley? Hi, everybody. Um, it was, I was apprehensive. I didn't know what to expect. I'd been sitting in, in the back room at, for Sabbath school for some time and doing a lot of learning, a lot of catching up. Um, because for most of my life, I, uh, I avoided church and I avoided the Bible. But I learned that... Um, that being a Christian is more than more than coming to church, more than reading the Bible, more than studying. <clears throat> I learned that to be a, to call yourself a Christian means to reach out to other people, to reach out to help. Uh, we're all stuck on this on this planet together, and. Um, some people uh, are able to help. Some people are in need of help. And <clears throat> I decided that I wanted to be a part of this class so I could put into practice what I had been learning uh, in the time that I've been coming to this church. How, are you, how long were you in the backroom class, Glenn? A year and a half, maybe two years. Were they a blessing to you, too? Oh, most definitely. Uh, Amen. Most definitely. I, I wouldn't have gotten to, uh, to this point I am now without, without them. Amen. Without their encouragement, without their uh, patience with me. Um, uh, they, they were definitely a help. And uh, they were definitely kind of like uh, mentors to me. And you became a teacher back there too, didn't you? Yes, I did. I was uh, encouraged to do that and found that I, I really enjoyed doing this. Amen. And uh, so the backroom class was a blessing for Glenn, and uh, it helped in the process of his spiritual development, definitely. And uh, as, he, as he said, uh, they were there for him. He was encouraged by their friendship, encouraged by their lessons, and uh, he was just moved by the Spirit of God uh, to become a teacher. Amen. We're always looking for adult teachers, and uh, the talent is out there amongst us. Um, so we just have to sometimes have some support to find it. Were you baptized during the duration of this class, Glenn? No, I was baptized uh, before, this, uh, before the New Beginnings class started. Okay. So he was baptized before. So he was baptized during the time he was in the backroom class, during that time frame probably? Yes. So the New Beginnings didn't baptize or have him encouraged to be baptized. The support that he had back there encouraged him to be baptized. Amen? Amen. Uh, the New Beginnings transferred to MDSS. MDSS stands for a Ministry-Driven Sabbath School. That is the, like, the broad title. But as you read in the book here, they transferred their name to something else. 
And uh, the New Beginnings, as they were looking at this possibility of a ministry-driven Sabbath school, were encouraged. Um, so as they looked at this, uh, why did you decide to make this kind of transition in your new Christian experience from the uh, New Beginnings into an MDSS class? Hi. I'm Michelle. Um, I was actually not part of the New Beginnings class, so I actually came in right during the transition, um, and the group welcomed me. Uh, but one of the first events that came up was one of our group members was moving, um, and I was absolutely amazed at our group coming together, um, helping this person move. Um, it was a Christian experience outside of a sanctuary. Um, and that, that completely moved me. And so at the time, we, in our group, was uh, we were throwing around the idea and trying to come up with names. And the moving experience just was really in my heart. And so we all came up with different names, and I had suggested ministry movers um, because it truly was a moving experience on all levels. Um, and the, the group took a vote, and uh, that, that name won, and that's how Ministry Movers came about. Okay. Well, when you, when you look at those names, there's a bunch of different names that came in, right? Can you, can you remember just some of them off the top of your head? I mean, you were kind of responsible looking at the names of all the people donated to the names of the group when they're in this process. Yeah. What are some of the other names that popped yeah, up? There that was you can um, Helping Hands. Um, do you remember, too? <laughs> um, yeah, there, actually, there was a lot. We have, we have some very creative members, so we ended up taking a vote and picked the top ones. But, I mean, there was like 15 different names. So it was done by a class effort. It wasn't just Michelle saying, okay, let's vote on this. But it was, it was effort by everyone, and the ministry movers is the one that won the most votes. So the class it was brought to the class, and they said, yeah, okay, that was the most votes were. So they decided to stick with that name. So that was a process, you know, that they experienced that was a little different. And like she said, uh, like Michelle said, she was moved. Um, so that stuck in her mind. Um, when you're spiritually moved by something, doesn't that stick in your mind a lot better than something just coming over for knowledge? When you're spiritually moved by something besides knowledge, it makes a difference in someone's life. Uh, how about from someone else, from the ministry movers as well? Uh, why did you decide to make this kind of transition from new beginnings to a ministry-driven or Sabbath school class, or ministry movers? Um, I was in the New Beginnings class and um, learned a lot. I started out in the back class like Glenn, and everyone was so knowledgeable. And prior to coming here, honestly, I probably opened my Bible five times, <laughs> and that was it. So being in the back room... Um, and finding how much there was to learn, it was nice to take a step back and do the New Beginnings class. And I hope that as we get new members that the class is held again because it's really good. Um, I ended up being baptized at the end of the class, and it was such a moving experience for me. And I just wanted to do more. And so joining the Ministry Movers where we... We do volunteer work, we socialize together, we pray together. It's a great support group. We've had our trials, um, one being we used to start at 10 like the other Sabbath school classes, and we found 
we couldn't always get through our study, and that was the most important thing to us. So we increased our class time so that we could fit everything in, and it's been a great blessing. Amen. Thank you, Karen. How about someone else who's in the New Beginnings? Well, if Paul Connor was here, uh, I know that he would probably say that they were an excellent class. They learned and grew in that class. And I was also privileged to be a part of the class in teaching and leading out. And uh, we challenged them. Uh, some spiritual challenges we threw out there in the class, and they took them head on. They took them head on knowing that, uh, hey, this is what it means to be a Christian. Wow, you know. And then as this process continued, you know, the love of God is so strong, isn't it? Uh, it draws us closer to God, but also draws us closer to what? Truth, right? And they were all part of that truth and that spiritual growing experience. Uh, I know Kevin. Kevin was a, I guess you could say a newbie in ministry ministry movers. Or not movers, but uh, ministry-driven Sabbath school. He wasn't even a member at the time. I like the uh, way you mentioned uh, to challenge because I guess you d you really don't know uh, what type of fruit you have till it gets squeezed, so to speak. So I, I think that, you know, the walking faith, I just really, uh, you know, the ministry moving and, and uh, but going back to what you were talking about, the, the new beginnings, I, you know, um, you know, basically on spiritual milk, I mean, this was brand new to me. I, I know what a... Uh, Seventh-day Adventist was, you know, two years prior to that. So um, it was just nice to be kind of taken, led by the hand a little bit, and to also uh, share, a, share a group that, um, I don't want to say they were all at the same phase, but, I, I mean, we, we came through the doors around the same time. So um, it's nice to share that experience. And, um, and then transitioning into the ministry movers, it's just it's just a blessing to uh, again restating the walking faith um i i just uh you know we, like karen said we we've had some trials as well but um uh, it's just nice to grow with people and and that doesn't disclude us from the rest of the church body but when you think of a child with with big old ears sometimes the head needs to grow into the ears so to speak it's not that it's different separated body parts. We're just at sometimes a different um, levels of growth, but we'll catch up. So, um. Amen. What was your, I know, Kevin, you just kind of popped in on the Sabbath day one day just to check out the church. What was that like for you? A couple well, of times, actually. I'm, I'm not sure if, if um, God, God sets the soil and people plant the seed or vice versa, but I know God was working with me outside of the church. I was big into the conspiracy theory stuff, and I, ho I happened to fall on a David Ashrick video, and I learned, wow, this is true conspiracy. Um, so I just uh, I started following him and some other SDA presenters, and, and um, you know, that led me here, basically. So, Yeah, I, I think I remember one of the times you were here. You were sitting in front of me, and I think it was a potluck day, and you decided to stay. And uh, I was one of those, I'm sure others greeted you as well, but when we were downstairs in the potluck, I said hi to you and uh, just kind of introduced ourselves, just kind of small talk, nothing fancy. And at that time, you were kind of in a hurry to get going and with your family, your, your son and your daughter. And so we just, I know I just felt that, you know, the Spirit of God was calling them to leave at the time. So I just, you know, I didn't pressure him to stay for a meeting or stay for a video presentation, nothing like that. 
And then he came back. And I was really blessed to know that he came back just from that small experience. And it was another potluck. Well, they had really good food. so that... <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so uh, that's the first time I come across Kevin. And I was like, wow. I mean, we are having new people come to our church on a regular basis. And uh, we as Seventh-day Adventists should take first contact with them. We shouldn't let them sit in the cold and say, hey, are they going to talk to me? Or are they going to move? We should make them feel comfortable. And I'm sure most of us do. The greeters always have an important job. And uh, they meet first greet, and uh, they usually make the first impression. And it encourages people to come back. And even things that happen after the sermon or after the message in the potluck or fellowship hall, things like that occur. And uh, it helps people make that decided factor to transition to a different phase of spiritual encouragement or spiritual growth. Okay, so we went from MDSS to ministry movers in a short matter of time. What does actually ministry movers do in class? What, it, what do they do? It takes an hour and 15 minutes. What do they do in that hour and 15 minutes? Got Glenn in the back there, and then we'll get Michelle. One of the first things we do is uh, intercessory prayer. <clears throat> we, um, we, ask, uh, we ask for people if they have any any needs, any anything to pray for, uh, any people to pray for, any anything at all that that needs guidance, help, uh, anything at all. And through this intercessory prayer, I <clears throat> I felt funny at first, praying for somebody else, thinking that you know I don't I don't know what these people need. They know they know better than. Than I do what they need, but it's it's changed. It's uh, it's gotten to the point where where I feel funny if I don't pray for someone else, Amen. Uh, and I and I only pray for myself. So intercessory prayer is is I mean, it's made a real difference for me. Uh, to in my in my thought that I need to. I need to reach out in my thought that I need to get over the fact that I'm not the only person on this earth that God needs to pay attention to. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, just, it's a blessing to be able to pray for, pray for others. It's a blessing to know that when we do pray for others, there are answers. God does answer these prayers uh, he answers yes, he answers no, and he answers not yet. Amen. And that's the, that's the biggest thing I learned. Amen. Intercessory prayer, how important that is. Uh, have we seen prayers answered in our class? Everyone says yes, we have. We have seen miracles happen in our class to answer a prayer. So uh, your first line, your front line is right there. You know what's been taking place. We've been praying for individuals. And then we come back and we meet again next Sabbath. On a Sabbath school time, we discuss, you know, how did that turn out? Or anything turned out great? Or, you know, well, we still need work on this, so let's pray for this individual again. And we just keep praying, you know, just bathe the class at the very beginning in prayer. How important that is. And Jesus, you know, how important it was for Jesus to pray for people, right? He, he prayed for the disciples to become one with him. And that's kind of what our goal is in our ministry movers class, to come together and to pray for one another to become, you know, one in that same spiritual momentum as Jesus wants us to be. 
What are some of the other things that we do besides our prayer intercessory? Um, we do a great job um, covering things here on the Sabbath day, um, but we extend that out to our own church family and in the community um, through offering our, our time. And so, as you can see on the, the screen, you've seen us uh, surprise attack people and go rake their yard. We've cleaned at the Harbor House, which is a domestic abuse shelter. Um, we spent an afternoon with um, disabled folks at the Respite House in um, Oshkosh. And Carol did the chicken dance. I just want to make note of that. And everybody had a blast. Um, we've gone to nursing homes um, to sing hymns. Um, we have um, we have just done a number of things. Um, so please, if you have a need or know somebody that has a need, um, see one of the members. Uh, we try to do something on a monthly basis. Uh, we'd like to help out people within our church family, but we also like to help out in the community. Um, and that's been a blessing for us. Amen. So there we have prayer ministry. We have a, a time committed ministry. We also have two other or three other ministries, a study ministry. Who are our teachers in our study class downstairs? There's three of us. There's Glenn, there's Patrick Risty, and there is myself and Luke. So we got actually four. Uh, how do these classes go about, Glenn? Um, he's usually there all the time. Whenever there's a teacher missing, Glenn's ready. And it's nice to know that. That there's somebody right in class, right there, ready to move in if, you're, if you can't make it for whatever reason. Um, so how do we go about our study class? I mean, do we, what do we do? How do we study? It's, it's an open forum, um, start, starting out with uh, going, going through the weekly lesson. And what I do is I try to, I try to get points from the weekly lesson that I, I try to anticipate that as, as people who are witnessing for God, that we need to, we need to keep in mind uh, that we need to learn from, the, we need to uh, clarify for ourselves so that when we, when we do go out and witness, we are standing on more sure footing. Amen. Uh, knowing, knowing what the scriptures are saying, uh, and like I said, anticipating, trying to anticipate what we might come into. And uh, it's it's basically a, an open forum. It's a discussion. There's question answer. There's a, I don't know. There's it, it's a group discussion. Amen. So we open up the floor, and uh, we even get into some things that are even on the lesson during the week. How many teachers are guilty of coming across that in their classes, or regular classes? And uh, we, we do that, and we take the time to actually look at that. Uh, we may not get through the lesson, but as long as that one mention or that question is looked at and answered during our t class time, it, it, it helps to soothe and alleviate the spiritual growth into something better. So um, just because we don't get through the class lesson doesn't mean that we're all interested in the lessons. We continue to try to learn and grow and stabilize. Uh, are we always learning something new every week? I think most of us are always learning something new every week. So that's the goal, to learn something new every week uh, instead of hashing over the same stuff we already know. Uh, so those are some of the things we do in study. Okay, now um, we've also done money ministry. What's money ministry all about? 
Anyone in the class that wishes to donate money each week, we pass around an envelope. Um, if you're able to, that's great. If you're not, that's okay, too. Um, we use that money to help people in need, so if anyone here ever has a need, contact us. Um, we've helped a family who had a daughter that had cancer, um, so we provided a gift card for gas so that they could travel back and forth to the hospital. Um, we've helped someone to get a pair of tennis shoes, um, helped people to buy prescription medication, um, had requests for new transmissions. We're not quite there yet to be able to help <laughs> that great. <laughs> but we, we help however we can, and if you know of anyone who needs help, let us know, um, and we're happy to do that. And that money is, is not just handled by the class. The, uh, the, uh, the church board, or Tony sees it too. So it's not just our lump of sum and we keep it secret. It's open. And when you go to our board meetings, it's on there. And the money is spent. And uh, Karen does an excellent job of, of letting us know each time where the money was used or what it's going to be used for in the next goal um, so that we can try to reach those goals. We don't always reach the goals, but we try to do immediate response as fast as we can. And sometimes it does get intermingled with other needs of the church, and we apologize for that. But sometimes we just try to jump ahead and try to help out as much as we can. And uh, if a person needs help financially, we try to support them any way we can. And we're just doing what you know God requires us to do is to practice good stewardship. Uh, and it also goes into, into other things as far as giving here at the church. We don't just use the money in class and that's it. Do we, get, do we give to the Sabbath school mission and also the Sabbath school funding, uh, John? Do you get money from that class from those as well? He says, yes, we do. So it's not just only money we give is what we have in the class, and that's what we use. We also give in other areas of the church as well. So um, it's practicing good stewardship and, and spiritually growing in that respect. Uh, we have mentioned already some of the activities that we've been involved with outside of the classroom environment, and you've seen them flash on the backboard behind me. And getting ready to close out here, but I also want to suggest maybe uh, basically a synopsis of, of um, what the class means to you. Um, how does it reflect on your Christian experience? If we would just end the class tomorrow, would you miss it? Um, definitely. The you know we're all we're all different people, so it's it's nice to be part of something with the same root, the same root in Christ, but also we're we're very very different people. Um, so I don't know what that quite speaks to, but just uh, I guess it brings the root in Christ. Um, it makes it more apparent when you see how different all of us are. So um, I guess that, that just emphasizes that for me. Amen. Okay. Anyone else want to give an extra thought on that? I haven't heard from some of the people in the class, but maybe they just don't feel moved by the Spirit of God, but that's okay. Um, we do have some new people that come and some that don't. And they come back and some don't come back. But... We don't hold them responsible for coming back. If they feel moved by the Spirit of God, we invite you to come and attend uh, at 9.30 on Sabbath morning to see what it's like. We also sing. That wasn't mentioned. 
Uh, it's part of our kind of agenda. We kind of warm up the room with singing from 9.30 to 9.45 usually, and we practice some songs, and, and we just sing songs. Uh, Luke is a very excellent guitar player. We have Carol down there with her uh, portable piano and things of this nature. Sam? Yeah, my, I like to, you know, go around to each class. because Now, because I haven't sit in the one in the back, I usually can hear them through the doors as I'm greeting, so... But I went to their class down there, and I was really impressed about their study, uh, how sincere they were and how deep they were into the studies. Amen. Praise God. So with those thoughts in mind, um, anything else that you wanted to share that you get a chance to share uh, last minute, you might want to share it now before I wrap up with the scripture. And I do know that we have had other people who have attended our outings, who are not even part of the, the, uh, the group, Sabbath school class down there. And uh, I'm sure that they receive the blessing as well. You can see uh, quite a few new faces up there that don't usually attend the class. Glenn? This, uh, the Ministry Movers is a part of my church family that I've been uh, paying attention to a lot. Um, but you all are also my church family. I was encouraged by a member to to once in a while attend a different uh, Sabbath school class. And I took that to heart, and I'm going to. Uh, and I would encourage my classmates to also do this from time to time, to, to visit other classes so that we don't, we don't lock in on just ourselves. Uh, we're, we're a family in our own class, but we're also a family of this church body. Amen. So along with us visiting other classes, I definitely would like uh, to invite other, other, you all to uh, visit our class from time to time. And for those who don't attend Sabbath schools, whatever class you choose to attend, it's, it's a real blessing. Amen. Thank you, Glenn. Our closing today is going to be uh, Acts chapter 2. If we want to go to Acts chapter 2. Starting in verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. The ministry movers are a small portion of this verse, and the future of the church will depend upon establishing once again holistic small groups. Will you be on board when the latter rain falls? Thank you so much, Jesus, for your love for each of us. We thank you for your mercy you show upon all of us. Help us to be faithful to you. Do the work you want us to do. Become involved with your work, helping us to go forward in faith, standing firm for our foundation in truth as it is in the love of Christ. In his precious name we pray and close out our sermon today. Amen. <laughs>